You're not gonna put me in a prison. You're not gonna put any of us in a prison. You know why? Do enlighten us. Because you need us. Yes, the world is a vulnerable place. And yes, we help make it that way. But we're also the ones best qualified to defend it. So if you want to arrest me, arrest me. You'll know where to find me. back to a stark contrast where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. And welcome back, everybody, to another <laughs> episode. Thank you for listening to the last episode on the one and only Loki. No. Oh, <laughs> Has it really been that long? Oh, my God. Yeah, Maybe. Damn. Loki was four weeks I ago, know. home bro. Uh, <laughs> wow, last week's episode, or last episode was <clears throat> the Q and A, a little Q and A mini Marvel. Q&A wow, mini Marvel with I Avengers am losing Campus. track of time. What is time? It's, what is time? TV. I am a variant. Time? Okay, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been a few weeks since our last character study, um, and so we're jumping back in it. Uh, timing is is all around great. Um, this is. The opening weekend for, of course, Black Widow. If you haven't seen it yet, what are you doing with your life? Um, (laughs) It's available on Disney Plus for premium rental as well as in theaters. If you feel safe and uh, and feel like seeing it on the big screen, because I tell you, that was a nice thing to get into and experience again. Oh yeah, yeah, I miss it. And so before we get into all of that and and this episodes character study uh just wanted to um touch on some patreon stuff and so um during the loki episode i believe um we introduced a new tier to our patreon page um called the we are groot tier and it essentially um involved a starter pack of you know little tchotchke merch that we got made and so all of this sold out and so we're going to start the show with a huge thank you to the We Are Groot um, salute team, <laughs> who are Andrew, Joliz, Ed, Claire, Jenny, yes. Jeffrey's Jeffrey's a lovely sister. Thank you, um, Robin and Melanie. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then on top of that, we got a new Patreon patron. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so excited to announce who this patron is. <laughs> who is it, Jeffrey? Um, her name is Samantha Santos. <laughs> And she happens to be my girlfriend. Oh, meet you. Thank you for becoming a patron. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. I love you. Appreciate it. And so, um, you know, just to, to kind of, before we get into it, as always, we are not experts. We're, we're not claiming to be. We're just, you know, having this nice little dialogue about characters we love and their their film counterparts in, in the Marvel Universe. And so, hey, you know what? Hopefully you learn a thing or two or you have something to contribute. Please shoot us a message on social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to definitely say, you know, given given that Jeffrey and I have both seen the film and hope that you have too, this episode is going to contain mild, if not straight up spoilers. And so we are very sorry. Yes. <laughs> we don't mean to do that, but we're, we're going to try and be as cognizant of, of, you know, warning listeners if you haven't or, or don't plan to see the movie for some time. And, and kind of like to stay pure, like yours truly. Mm-hmm. But 
officially, this character study episode is on no one but the one and only Natalia Alionovna Natasha Romanov. A.K.A. the Black Na- Widow. The Black Widow. I'm very excited for this Woo! one. You have no idea how many times I had to say that name. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I was just like, don't mess this up. Uh-huh. And it, it was funny because I, I kept reciting it to Rocket, of all people. Oh, that's or, right. Or, yeah. or, or cats. <laughs> and so I kept saying, I kept saying to him, because between Nat's name and Alexei's last name, I was like, okay, I do not know Russian. I have been to Russia. I have a Russian thing in my passport. I don't know a thing about Russia. And Same. so I don't know the dialect at all. But you know what? I can't mess this up. So I kept saying, Alianovna. Al- and <laughs> Shostakov. 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 I don't know the inflections. but yeah. So I kept saying it, and he was very receptive. He kept purring. So I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Apparently he's a Russian raccoon. Nice. And that's what's going on. So... Do you have any idea, like how how far back widows like? I know goes? it's deep. It's very. I deep. know it's very deep. Yeah. I don't. I, but when it comes to like origins, backstory, the most I know is like the Red Room, her being you know taken mm-hmm. and all that good yeah. stuff. Um, but when it goes deeper into that, I I don't I don't think yeah. I'm highly any aware of that. She's so. she's one of the OGs as far as you know like. Uh, when we're talking Marvel characters in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, first appearance, Tales of Suspense, number 52, April 1964. Oh, wow. The si- so, oh. we're talking 60s. She's been around for a very long time. Very OG. Um, and once again, created by Stan Lee, Don Rico, and Don Heck. Um, okay. Depending on what source material you're looking at, you might see another name, um, especially like uh, like story credits. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's it's a it's a writer named N. Korok. Okay. And I was like, this is I've never heard of this name before. And so I had to Google it. And I was like, oh, so Don Rico had an, a writing alias on top of you know, uh, everything else. And okay. so he's he's often known as Don Rico, but he's you know, in some widow stuff he's known as N. Korok. Got it. Um so yeah. So there's that. And so uh, you know, here we go with the car- the cards. Oh um, yes, let's see what those bios <laughs> says. Bios, yeah. And so this one, she actually had quite a few good ones, um, and they're reflective of you know her time in the comics at any of these years. Mm-hmm. And so, like in '93, for instance, she used to wear a literal Black Widow on her back. She had short hair; it's pretty cool. Um, and then oh, yeah, that's like the the logo. The logo, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was very prominent on a, a lot of her earlier outfits, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, short, short hair, hair. Short hair constantly in the nineties. Yeah. It was it was definitely a look. Looking like looking like like the David Bowie hair type <laughs> deal. And there's like a very um, iconic cover of she Captain America and Wolverine um, from Uncanny X Men that Jim Lee drew. And mm-hmm. so like every time I think of the nineties widow, I think of this widow with short hair. Um, but the card that I'm gonna read uh, today is from 1992. And let's see how similar it is to the, the widow that you know, Jeffrey. Let's see. All right. Since the start of her career, the Black Widow has had many high-risk professions. Veteran of the Cold War, member of the Avengers, master spy, international outlaw, hero. But none were as dangerous as when she was an agent for the KGB, the Soviet spy organization. After being brainwashed into taking that role and nearly starting World War III, she broke her conditioning in the nick of time and averted disaster, proving once again that no one is the master of the Black Widow. 
Interesting. Yeah. So she's got quite more beef to her. So, so it's like she was almost like, I guess, to the KGB, she was like Winter Soldier esque, like Winter where Soldier-esque, she, esque, yeah, like where she was being used for yeah. for certain things. And you know, of course, again, 1964. You think of her 1964, and one of these cards actually has a picture from her first appearance, which is this. And so um, I will post a picture of it. Oh, wow. (laughs) And indistinguishable. It's almost like a charade, right? Yeah. But, you know, you have to think again, if you put yourself in the headspace of the 60s, of the nearly 70s, the, the, Mm -hmm. the way that these superhero characters and their villains were, were kind of portrayed were very almost cliche. Yeah, sure. And, you know, and I don't remember when the first Bond film is, but I look at the original panel of. Natasha. I think it's around that, yeah. It had to have been around that time. And I just think of her being like, hello, Mr. Bond. You know what I mean? And it was very Bond-esque where she looks unsuspecting. She's beautiful. She seems like a very strong woman. And then underneath it all, she could just kick your ass. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's kind of how I feel they went about her origin and and the load that I just read. Like, because, you know, she's got everything you could imagine (laughs) behind her. Yeah. Down to the KGB, which is like, oh, you don't, you don't mess with the KGB. Um, Never do. Yeah, and so uh, the interesting thing that they do not mention in here, though, did you notice what was missing from this? Oh, so it says Avengers, su- uh-huh. Secret Spy, uh-huh. KGB, Assassin. Uh-huh. Oh no. Red Room. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, they they actually. Um, Duh. They don't, I believe they didn't even introduce the Red Room as part of her origin until much later. Like, we're talking much later. But, um, you know, despite all that, they just, they, they, the Red Room was not part of her backstory until 1999. Wow. Okay. I was going to guess 35 years. So, 35 years of Natasha Romanoff in the Marvel Universe. And she was just these things that were on the card. And then they decided to up that and be like, okay, well, let's we have all this. Let's give her a messed up backstory. <laughs> let's, let's give her an additional thing where she comes from this organization, you know, created by uh, a Soviet, a covert Soviet, uh, you know, agency called Department X. Okay. So it's Department X. And it's one of, again, it's one of those things where it sounds like, really edgy for the time. And then sure. you think of it now and you're like, what's Department X? I mean, they said, <laughs> they said, they said Weapon X was yeah, a thing. So. Well, funny you say that. And so, um, uh, you know, after this, you know, you look at the card and her energy and all that stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's got the usual. But as far as her general powers go, quote unquote powers, because, you know, the thing, a, a, a huge difference between MCU Nat and comic book, comic book Nat is that she doesn't necessarily have powers, if you will. And so her powers, quote unquote, are listed as master in covert arts of espionage, infiltration, and subterfuge, mm-hmm. expert martial artist with exceptional agility and athletic ability. And um, so yeah. beyond that, comic book Nat has a, has a few added spices, if you will. Okay. Um, and so we'll get into that uh, briefly, but uh, shortly, but um, how about we start with, with the age-old origin, <laughs> origin story. Um, and so I know in the, in the movies, like, you know, we didn't really, until Black Widow, uh-huh. and even then we don't really get a huge sense of who her family really was. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, we're going to go back to Endgame? 
when they're on Vormir. Yes. Hawkeye and Black Widow on Vormir. Yep. And Red Skull says to her daughter of Ivan. Yeah. And that is it. Yeah. The funny thing about comic and MCU is that they never mention her mother. They don't name the mother. Yes. Ever. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. I have no idea why. They just don't. But Ivan, in particular, plays a pretty crucial part, depending on... Not even depending, but plays plays a... Ivan plays a pretty crucial part both in the MCU and the comics because um, he's like the foundation of who she was as a child and how she was raised. And so we don't necessarily get him mm-hmm. in, in the MCU. Um, but, you know, it's one of those age-old stories where it was it was the heat of World War II and, you know, it's Russia and, and during winter and, um, you know, there's a burning building and Natasha's mother... And her family, presume, presumably, were in a building and it was on fire. The mother threw the baby out of the window. Jesus. To Ivan, who was a Russian uh, soldier at the time. Got it. Catches her and he's like, I'm going to take care of this baby. And, you know, but the thing is, is that the fire supposedly took place in 1928. Okay. World War II was 1939 to 1945. Gee, okay. So I don't know what's correct. Where's the correlation here? Yeah, where's the correlation? (laughs) Not sure. Maybe it was like the beginnings of, you know, the war-torn state, but that's a small, you know, difference there. Um, But so later in life, you know, she's raised by Ivan. It's, she's growing up. She was, (laughs) she got kind of mixed into it real early, which is really remnant of like the Red Room and, and like, the establishment that they take young girls, young orphans, they essentially make them into killers. We've gotten that established every flicker that Nat's even been in an MCU movie. Yep. What was the one that had the heaviest one? Was it Avengers? It was Age of Ultron. It was Age of Ultron yeah. where we see her and she's doing the, the pistol yeah. and the ballerina stuff. Um, and so in the comics, um, she's, you know, little Natasha is like sent to assassinate Jonan, who is... Are you familiar with the hand? No. <laughs> so the hand is actually quite prominent in Defenders and the okay. Daredevil universe, you know, because they're essentially this like gigantic ninja crew. <laughs> okay. And they reside in Madripoor. Wow. Yeah, it's oh, all tying okay. together. And so <laughs> this is where this is where things really start to come together and why, you know, you kind of start to understand why to some people the X-Men and the presence of the X-Men and their periphery characters are so important to the MCU. And why it's like, God, finally. Well, here we because go. Because like... you already hear it. Hand immediately correlates to Daredevil and all those kids. And then you have Madripoor, which was in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yep. And so I think I've mentioned this before, but it's essentially this like island, like, you know, it's like an, a separate part of the world where it's just kind of. Yeah, no rules all exist. The crime. Yeah. yeah, there's no law. That It's just a crazy hullabaloo. And so. Little Nat is sent to Madripoor to kill the leader of the Hand, and um, this is where she both she meets both Wolverine as Logan and Captain America. Whoa! Yeah, and so Cap is they're already in it, and there's this kid, and they they intersect. They have they have this meeting, and Logan ends up saving both of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, um, which is interesting if you think of. Captain America in the MCU and Nat in their relationship there and how, you know, not to go into the love interests too quickly, but how their dynamic is there as adults. Yeah. Um, And so I kind of wanted to run down the MCU appearances that she's had so far. Let's do it, yeah. But before (laughs) before we get into that, 
pop quiz for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I mean, it might be easy for you. Okay, yeah, here we really go. Here we go. Say. Think about all the times you've seen Natasha, <laughs> so aka many. Scarlett Johansson, in the films. Okay. It's so okay. okay. What film did Natasha have an end credits cameo in? Oh my god, I know this one. <laughs> uh, was that? Was that? Was it Captain Marvel? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I'll tell you, I even forgot. I was like, wait, what, what movie was that? Was that Captain Marvel? Was it Infinite? Wait, what? What? I, I thought it was Infinity War, yeah. but I was like, no, 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 no it doesn't make any sense Captain because Captain Marvel, Marvel yeah. made an appearance in this. I was like, okay, yeah. it had to be. So, so for those of you who don't remember or didn't watch Captain Marvel, there's a scene after the credits, as every Marvel movie does, um, where they're activating the beeper that Nick Fury got, and you know it's Cap and, and Widow, and then Captain Marvel comes in and is, and is like, "Where's Fury?" And so that's the one. That's the end only end credit scene she's in. I believe so. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's it. yeah, I think that's it. You're you're right so well, on that one. Well done. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> as far as MCU Natasha's uh, history goes, we have her in quite a few films, and you know it's interesting with this film's release because you know we've said it with Captain America and Iron Man alike. This character has been in the films for over ten years. Ten years, which you just don't think about which is crazy really don't think about until crazy. yeah and so uh <laughs> i mean can you name them in order in order in or order do you want me to do it i will try my best okay let's okay. go i have it written down but you can do it by oh, memory gosh it's gonna be really <laughs> tough i believe in you so iron man 2 yep it's the first appearance mm-hmm. crap <laughs> <laughs> come on okay iron man 2 first avengers mm-hmm she was not in Iron Man 3. Nope. She was not. Okay. Nope. First Avengers was 2012. Mm-hmm. So 2013. I think that's when Thor 2 came out. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't in any of those. Mm-mm. And then... Was it the second cap? Winter Soldier? Yes. Winter Soldier. Correct. And then... See, now you're going to get it all the way through. I already know it. And then, and then next Avengers, Age of Ultron. Correct. And then third, so the Age of Ultron came in 2015, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And and then and then 2016 was Civil War. Yes. So okay. Yeah, <laughs> what is your brain? So that was that Civil War. 2016. It's like you have a photographic memory, like frame of the entire MCU phase time. It's crazy line. because when I watch these movies on like streaming sites, yeah. I always see the year and like I just oh, okay. it always it's always yeah. embedded oh, in my brain. Yeah. But then 2017 So Do- Civil War and then 2017 Doctor Strange came out. Mm-hmm. So not in the Oh, then she was in then then it's, then it's just straight up Avengers movies after that, isn't it? Which are Oh, so yeah, Age of Ultron and then Winter Soldier or Age of Ultron, Civil War and then Infinity War. Uh-huh. And Endgame. And then? And then Black, Black Widow. Widow. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah. So, quick recap. Iron Man 2, Avengers, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Captain America, Civil War, Avengers, Infinity War, Avengers, Endgame, and then Black Widow. It's always it's always the, the non-Avengers movies that throw me off sometimes. <laughs> but that's so good. Yeah. The fact that you remember <laughs> is, like, so great. And so we had a related comment um, uh, from Angela R. on Instagram 
who says, love how the true element of her character was shown throughout this. And so I believe that they're, they're regarding Black Widow itself, mm-hmm. um, which again, we don't want to go too into because it's got quite a few spoilers. It's been a week at this point for yes. some of y'all, so fair warning. But um, yeah, I, what, are, what is your surface level, what are your surface level thoughts on Black Widow, on the, Black- the film? Oh, on the on the very the, surface. Okay, very, what we what we just watched. What we just watched. I thought it was because let me preface. Jeffrey and I watched it together on Thursday night, mm-hmm. um, and so so that that was pretty cool because we got to, we've never done that before, which was awesome. Yeah. So. Um, I thought it was a great kind of like wrap up story mm-hmm. for Widow. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's this comes this movie comes like post Endgame and mm-hmm. post Death, so we know that she's dead. Yeah. So this is like a nice little prequel but and this takes place this takes place after civil Civil war War. Mm -hmm. so um it was nice to kind of like delve deep more into her character and her psyche and like kind of like what's what's that this ledger that she's had Mm -hmm. like for all across all these movies and speaking of that someone posted like the clip of of loki talking Mm -hmm. to her in avengers yeah uh, the first avengers Mm -hmm. and like and then loki mentioned like Drakov's dripping. Yeah, yeah. Drakov's and I was just like, Yeah. He said that? Oh my god, I didn't even realize yeah. he said that. They they So the fact that they tied that in and kind so of like long ago. You know, yeah. and the fact that they brought that together and kind of tied like Widow's like story together mm-hmm. like that. I enjoyed it a lot. I yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um I loved the um, the dynamic between the the her, her the family, family mm-hmm. um, especially Yelena. Um, <laughs> Yelena. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought it, it was great. Yeah, I, I enjoyed agree. it a lot. Like, yeah, I agree. Um, and and it was nice to get a chunk of her that wasn't just quippy or eye candy or mm-hmm. uh, the shortest of cameos or her in distress, because yeah. you know you look back on on the, you know the films with the exception of Captain Amer- the Captain America films I think, um, she was just kind of like constantly either fighting or she was in for a few minutes and then you know she's kind of in the background um so yeah to get like two plus solid hours of her i mean definitely do (laughs) far 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 too long um she hadn't gotten as much as she deserved but um and so you know like that said the red room is so prominent and it always has been in the MCU, and of course is for the comic book version. Of course, after you know 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, but so in the in the comics, the Red Room consisted of a very precise number of 28 orphan girls, and so I'm not sure if in Black Widow it was precisely 28. But okay. it looked it, it kind of ballparked yeah. it. it looked, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure somebody's counted it, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what number that that if that has any actual significance, significance to it. But, um, you know, the original in the comics had 28. And again, um, it was created by the Soviet agency called um, Department X. And so their original intent was they started out with girls, females. And so um, they were called the Black Widow Program, et cetera, et cetera. And so they had a male counterpart version Mm -hmm. called the Wolf Spiders, which is actually quite interesting. But after after one trial... They were like, nah, it's not working. <laughs> really? Pull the plug. Yeah, I forgot the guy's name. It started with an N. But um, one, all it took was one test, and they were like, this isn't going to work. We're just going to keep going with the widows because they were so successful. Yes. And so, uh, and, and just, they paid off. They paid off. And Natasha is a perfect example of yeah. what they can do. Amazing. Um, and, you know, you see this, again, you see this in the, the new film and, and the dynamics and the skill set that, 
they all have. You know, yeah. they're super spies. They're basically super spies. Yeah, they're lethal. It's yeah. Always, it's kind of scary. Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's interesting to me that, you know, they kind of touch on some on some biochemical um, properties in the film because in the comics, I, and I mentioned this very briefly earlier, is that in the in the books, you know, they they're biotechno biotechnologically and psychotechnologically advanced. Okay. And so, in it, I guess the the most simple way of saying so is that they're like super soldiers, the Russian super soldiers. Okay. And so they're they're all they kind of all get this, you know, um, boost that keeps them looking young longer. Yeah. And then their physique can sustain longer. They're they're less um, susceptible to wounds and yeah, okay, you know, any of that stuff. Um, but just not like quite like Steve Rogers, who yeah. is you know poster boy of perfection, hundred <laughs> percent. And so, um, yeah, and so it's a lot of that. Um, and I I don't quite think they spoiler alert. I don't think they they quite have that in the films. I you know, and, and I think that's always been something that people have wondered throughout the movies, even before Black Widow, like, oh, so what's the deal with that? Yeah, like, like, is she invincible? Like, yeah. Is she, yeah. How, can she get hurt? Yeah. Is she capable of all this stuff? And, you know, um, we see it in Civil War, though, you know, when, when she mentions, like, you know, like, she got shot. And then through, she, yes. Through, yes, through, yes. through, through the, uh, the, was it? The hostage. She got shot through the hostage. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean uh, Winter Soldier? Well, yeah, Winter Soldier uh, shot her through yeah. the, yeah. And so, so she's obviously not impenetrable. So, you know, you kind of get these, these little notes of, okay, well, she's clearly got human. Yeah, like she's human. She's human. But, but you know she's super she, in she's, some sort. Yeah, is she super? Is Hawkeye truly the only one on that team that has nothing but his arrows. You I know? mean, he said that in, yeah. in um, Age of Ultron. Yeah, <laughs> He's exactly. like, I have a bow and arrow. Yeah. <laughs> None of this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hawkeye. Um, and so, you know, it's interesting that with that, you, you kind of get the idea like, oh, she she doesn't, they don't have anything as long, at least we don't know so. Like, mm -hmm. it's never been identified one way or another, but, you know, it's not as prominently mentioned as it is in the books. Like, it's straight up, it's a thing. And like, again, the timeline so if you're thinking, okay, well, if Natasha was born in 1928 or 1939, whichever uh -huh. it is, she's still alive and she still looks the way she does. It's, yeah. And so, you know, like we just said, you know, the last episode, Steve Rogers just celebrated his 103rd or 99th, if you're following the books. He's older in the MCU, by the way. I don't know why he is. Wow. Yeah. They, it's, I'm sure it's a timeline thing. <laughs> it is, but yeah. But so it, by that, by that proxy, Nat is somewhere in 80... 80, 90 maybe yeah. um, range, which is interesting if you think about maybe it. Maybe she just gets cryogenically frozen. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not Bucky. <laughs> Who is another subject entirely. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and so she's just been doing her own thing off and on. She's been on different teams. Yeah. Um, and, you know, much, much like the spy nature, she comes in, she was originally introduced as a villain, so to speak, okay. as a spy because yeah. we're working for the Soviets. Again, it's the 60s. You're thinking about the Bond the effect, times, if you will, yeah. and, you know, the, the cliches that came with that. And so she was actually, uh, she came into kind of similarly to the MCU, uh, Steel from Stark. <laughs> 
so that was her thing and he, you know he he had a very similar um reaction to her as in iron man 2 where he's like oh natalie who's oh, this yeah look hr at this huh young lady. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and right. so he fell for it and then but you know of course the intentions of natasha and the mcu were, were a bit different because she's already working for shield at that point yeah um whereas in the books she was still with russia russia okay and she, the kgb and so from there um yeah, I mean, we, we can go on to her family uh, full on. And so, you know, as I mentioned, both MCU and books, mother is mentioned, but there's no ID put to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. It doesn't necessarily need to to be... It doesn't service the story. Right. Like, it if doesn't. it doesn't service the story, there's yeah. no point in bringing up exposition. Right. So it's like... Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you wonder about her, but like, yeah. if you bring her in, yeah. what is she going to bring to the story? Right, exactly. And it, it almost, yeah, and it does a, it almost does it more justice to to have that ambiguity to her. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Because she's, she's a character where in the MCU, like, you never really know much about her. Yeah. And that's, maybe that's best for her because, yeah. you know, because she's a super spy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't have anyone threaten, like, a spy's life. So yeah. she has no family. Exactly. So. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, as I mentioned, her father in the books is, you know, foster father, Ivan Petrovich. Um, and I don't think that they have a last name in the, in the MCU. They just said Ivan, right? Daughter of Ivan, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, not really a spoiler, but in Black Widow, Drakov, General Drakov, who is the main focus of the villain side, um, his name is Ivan Drakov. So I wonder... <laughs> I wonder if there's any, like, is that any indication? I mean, I'm not going to say blood related at all, but Foster, I wonder yeah. if, 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 if he was, Red Skull was referring her. to, to Drakov yeah. when he said Ivan, but we don't know. Um, we never will. Yeah. And we may never will. And so, you know, uh, in the books, uh, so, you know, you mentioned before, um, you know, she's got the family, she's got Alexei Shostakov. Who is the Red nice, Guardian? Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm not even gonna try to attempt that one. <laughs> and um, you know, in in Black Widow, he is the adopted father, and uh, Milena Vostokov is um, the mother, and then Yelena Bolova is the sister. And you know, they're all kind of this adoptive family of sorts, not yeah. not truly blood related. But in in the books, it's very interesting because it the interesting thing about comics is that they always leave room for what ifs yeah not to be punny or anything (laughs) but there there's always room and so there you know all all of our favorite characters have these loose ends where they don't need to be defined necessarily Mm -hmm. and it's not a movie where you're like oh there's a loophole like no but it leaves room for them to possibly come back at some point Uh or be further explored in some way and so in the books um nat actually has uh they've indicated that she has brothers Oh. And one of them is identified as Vindictor. Okay. Who is like, he's like a, I don't know how to, I don't want maybe like half Android or something. I don't remember how to, I, I couldn't tell you exactly how, but he's not a good guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But he's indicated to is be he Natasha's. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. Ah! Say. But they just spell it a little yeah, different. Yeah, 100%. Um, and so he's a, he's the alleged brother that actually survived the house fire. Oh, okay. And so they say brothers as plural. And so, like, she might have a group of Another brothers more, just running more, yeah. around. Or not. They might have all perished in the fire. But, again, it leaves room for, for all these, yeah. you know, folks. But, yeah, I will say that, you know, in the books that Vindicor, Vindictor is, um, I believe she killed him. So, 
Oof, right. Yeah, so you know, Nat's got a Nat's got some stuff going up. I mean, going on in yeah, the, up in that brain of hers. Um, and for anyone who who is or isn't um, following the modern books, there there's this new storyline. Um, oh gosh, how do I even explain this? So there was this thing called Secret Empire a few years back. It angered a lot of comic book fans because that's the origin of the Hail Hydra Steve Rogers. I remember this. Yes. yes. And it was, that was I remember by, seeing that on Twitter. It was <laughs> yeah. so controversial. It was such a controversial Oh thing. my God. That um, was great. Yeah. It was, written, it was written by Nick Spencer, you know, who has actually moved on to, to Spider-Man books, um, yeah. believe it or not. But so essentially it was like there was the cosmic cube was disrupting the natural universe yes and created this alternate version of steve rogers who was basically everyone's nightmare and in the books at that time um he i believe he was fighting spider-man there's a big old cluster f with spidey yeah and natasha's there and she she jumps in in the middle of the fight and cap kills her and i i don't want to say on accident it's pretty intentful and intentional and she, 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 he breaks her neck with the shield. Ooh. Breaks her neck, and she just like, there's this triple panel, and you just see it like, it's Very so visceral. interesting Ooh. because, like, you just, it's just her head, but then you see, like, like, you get the idea that she's falling, and then by the end of the third panel, she's just like, kerplunk on the floor. Oh my God. She broke her neck. She died. That's it. She died. You gotta see this panel. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, maybe I'll post it. I don't know. It's a little sad. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, like like with all great characters, they eventually bring her back in some way. Of she's course, a, she is now a clone in the MC in, in the in the comics. comics. She's they can do it in the movies. They can do it in the comics. If they do it in the comics. They can do it in the movies. Yeah, and so um, you know that which definitely has fed a lot of rumors concerning you know Black Widow and uh, the film and her life in the MCU. But before we get to that, so she was brought back in the comics. And, you know, to, to many people's surprise in her universe, um, she has a son and a husband. Interesting. Very interesting, right? Okay. Because how? How? In the comics? Yes. Like, how? How does she have a son? And so it's it's revealed that, yeah. that they were able to take genes from both mother and father and create this baby in a laboratory. And so the, her husband's name is, is James... Okay. And the baby's name is Stevie. <laughs> and she has a cat and its name is Logan. And so anyway, this is a this, weird reminder. Uh, yeah, it's very <laughs> But but it, you know, with all due respect, it's it's also that you know, she doesn't quite remember the details of sure. of things, but you know, she remembers everything else and it's it's just wacky. It's still going on, so you know, that's that's an in progress story if you want to check it out. It's pretty great. Um and it's just get just getting spicy. Um so, children, she has one child, <laughs> and it's Stevie. That's hilarious. Yeah, Sorry. It's I think crazy. that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, the interesting thing about her dynamic in the films, and, you know, it's, it's broadly known black widows don't have reproductive parts. Organs. Organs. At yeah. At all. <laughs> um, <laughs> they don't have, yeah, re- reproductive organs. And so, um, it's, it's very well described by Yelena. I was going to say, I can't stop thinking about that scene because it's so <laughs> yes. hilarious. I was just like, this is uh, yeah, hilarious. Is, hilarious. Someone, someone wrote this on a script yeah. and wrote it down. Yeah. And I'm like, 
This yeah. is great. I and love this. We're not going to repeat it because it's so good that you have to yeah, hear it it's, from Florence It's, it's hilarious. Mouth. You're kind of like, wait, is this, really, is this conversation really <laughs> happening? Really like, yeah, this is great. Like, this is yeah, <laughs> and so... Um, it, you know, we were never going to get that from Nat. But, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, they had that conversation in Age of Ultron. Bruce and Nat. Bruce and Nat, yes. And so with, with the mention of Bruce and Nat, I guess we're going to kick it on over into love interest. Ooh. Because this is where it gets a little squirrely. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, let's see. So, I'm going to try and go in order as best as I can both. With both are, are Book we going and MCU. Com- okay. And so let's see if I can do this. Uh, okay, so comic book Nat, she uh, met a man named Nikolai. Okay. During the World War II. And there's no backstory about him at all. But Na- okay. Natasha was 16 and he was, I believe, 17. Okay. They fell in love. They got married. Sure. Um, but, you know, nothing ever goes well for anybody. And so while pregnant, this is pre-Red Room, while yes. pregnant... Um, he, she not only lost the child during childbirth, but he also died in battle. I... Yeah, so us poor, poor Nat. And the baby's name was apparently going to be Rose, and they reveal that in one of the solo titles that came out. Um, and, and, uh, and then, she, you know, after all is said and done, she enters the red room. So oh, that's it. Rough. Um, and this is one that you're gonna, you're gonna have some fun with. So next up. Alexei Shostakov <laughs> um, uh. was an arranged marriage. Um, and, you know, if that name, again, rings any bells, he's the Red Guardian in the films who is the adopted father, adoptive father of Natasha. Um, and so, you know, they've kind of, they've kind of fixed him up a little bit. Yeah, when you versus, told me that, yeah. I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, then yeah. Why is he the one? Well, right, well, yeah. I get it. Well, it's interesting because, you know, like with the MCU films, you know, and this is in general has with this film in particular has really shaken things up because they do tend to have so many Easter eggs, like in Loki, like the last episode of Loki, which was episode five, um, last week or two weeks ago, um, they, they paid homage to so many aspects in, in the books. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And also MCU. Um, and so in black widow in particular, they have these versions of these Easter eggs and, Mm -hmm. and you know, they, they've done this in every film. In general, like they have homages to characters or amalgamations of characters from the books that then make their presence. And so to have, I remember when I, the, you know, I found out he was Alexi. I was like, wait, what? Like how? <laughs> wait, are they gonna, wait, what? Yeah. But it ended up being a very different dynamic. Yeah. And just an homage to that character. Yeah. Thankfully. And um, I think it makes, I thought it made sense. Like yeah. for the story, like it makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. It really does. And um, and so from from Alexi and the MCU version, I'm gonna bounce over to to Iron Man, Stark, Tasha, Iron Widow, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> however brief. And I think I don't think they ever really like they didn't ever really flirt in the films. It was in just the, the Iron Man two film, and that was it, right? And she kind of ping ponged her way away from him. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Um, of course, Roman Roman Rogers, Romano Robert. I don't know what the ship name is. <laughs> Jeffrey's face right now. Roman. Sounds like Italian or something. Roman Rogers. I've seen it as Roman Rogers. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and this is all in part of the Winter Soldier, and their dynamic in there, and the kiss, and the constant sort of like tension that is 
I don't know, it's almost one-sided in a weird way. I'm not sure for who, which I think is also intentional, yeah. but you know, that was definitely a thing that people wanted. And you know, of course, you know, with given the history that 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 Steve and Nat have in the books, yeah. it almost doesn't exist in that way. Oh, okay. It doesn't exist. Yes. You know, it's it's kind of it's very mutual and of course, I'm sure there's some flirtations here and there, but it's just, you know, it's it's different. It's not it's not like it's that. It's not as like prominent as it, <laughs> yeah. it should be, or it was in the yeah, comics. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then um, enter Clint Barton. Well, I mean, they do have a de- <laughs> they do have a definitely they have a relationship in the MCU. It's yes. just very different. Very different. Super different. And it's interesting because again, an homage because you know uh, cl- she and Clint in the in the books met, and I wrote on my notes met on the job, and so again. Well, she was in, trying to infiltrate Stark Industries. Clint's like, "Whoa, hey there, lady! You can't do that," <laughs> you know, in yeah. whatever 1960s, 70s jargon he must have said, and um, that it just kind of became a thing. Like you know, and and, and uh, he, like he was, she was romanticizing the, the kind of the dynamic between a superhero and a and a villain, yeah. and they become like partners. So to I mean, speak. yeah, kind of like in the movies, yeah. like we just know they both work for Shield, yeah. And Budapest is a very prominent Budapest. thing. Budapest. 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 Oh, I thought that was just like, like okay, hilarious. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I was like, Nat, come on, like what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. Um. So they have that. So it's a very it's there. It's a working relationship, but yes. it's like it turned into a you very deep is? deep friendship. Work wife. Work wife. There it is. <laughs> Very work wife like. Yeah, and so uh, you know they're not. It, what was what I found interesting was that with many of the female characters in the MCU in particular, they kind of have this, which I don't necessarily love, but they always have this like, oh, so who is she gonna fall in love with this time? Oh, who is he gonna fall? In? And when they started showing Clintasha, which a lot of people call them. Um, like in Avengers, for instance, when they're having that moment, was it Avengers? Yeah, it was Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, yeah. And, and after she knocks him out, and they're like sitting in that room, and they're just having that discussion, um, they almost they almost slide into this romantic tone, but they always pull it back. They, they do. always pulled it back, and I was like, okay, good, because I I was like, yes. I don't, I would like this to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, I love that they strictly established Clint and Natasha as like yeah the best of friends the best of friends yeah. and like and that she that we come to find she knew that he was married and had a wife and a family a and, whole hidden life yeah, yeah a whole hidden life that she kept completely off the radar for his sake yeah which is really nice because you know in in the books he's much they they have a much more i don't want to say volatile but they have a much more tumultuous relationship where she's still saying to this day like i will always love you Mm-hmm. And they still have this weird connectivity together, mm. even though they've been through hell and back yeah. with other people, with other relationships. Um, but they just have that relationship, and so that's it's nice that they've kind of done it some service in the in the MCU, but not too not too aggressively. Yeah, just like okay, that's it's great. Fine. Yeah, and it's great for that Hawkeye because that Hawkeye is very different from from uh, the comic, the comic at least his at least his family life and all that. It's Got very it. different. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Clint, that that almost immediately goes into Daredevil, of all characters in the books. So, and it's kind of funny because they have like a red thing going on. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but like in the eighties, nineties, Mary Jane and Spider Man were such a big to do because yeah. like the color complementing. Sure. Yes. And so the the same thing kind of went for Daredevil and and Black Widow, and they were like paired up in this 
you know, like beautiful color contrast of things. Um, but you know, after, after she and Clint kind of fizzled out, mm-hmm. um, she started operating as a, a solo outfit. So she was like, Avengers are great. I'm going to go do, do my own thing. I'm just better as, and she even says it at one point and she's like, I just operate better alone, which, yeah. you know, totally understandable. Yeah. She's a freaking super spy. She can, she can, have she can do whatever own. she wants. Yeah. She and can so, accomplish anything she wants. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, like she, they, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if she moved to San Francisco first or they moved together, but, um, she goes West and, you know, takes up refuge in San Francisco, becomes kind of like a West coast, um, superhero vigilante with daredevil and they have a very interesting relationship because some might even call it abusive in some ways Oof, interesting because and again i don't know if this is a testament of the time that the books were written uh-huh. or if it was like that was just gonna be their fate regardless mm-hmm. but he was very he he kind of laid the the groundwork of this is how we do it you're gonna do it in my way got it um which i hate because it's natasha let her live yeah um and you know of course i'm sure she did a she did her own fair share of things that maybe he he didn't think were uh you know necessarily right but their dynamic is very interesting very very complicated um and it takes up a quite a bit of real estate if we're looking at comic book natasha's love interest life Uh um and and then that's kind of it is kind of a downer that we don't we won't get to see that yeah um, because she, you know, she threw herself off of a mountain. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. But it's one of those things for like, what if, like, what if, if, you know, not just saying that as a phrase, but in the, in the show, like, are, are these the kinds of things that they might present explore, yeah. and explore? Yeah. And, and kind of expand on, um, you know, because they, you know, not to, not to stray too far into what if land, but the whole premise of the what if comic book series, which I'm sure is very much like the show, is that they're showing you these different versions of stories that are, are already quote unquote known, yeah. and giving you the well, this Just is how it could have happened. Like what if, yeah, yeah, and so uh, yeah, and, and and it's interesting for the MCU version because they are switching out characters, straight up switching out characters. Mm-hmm. In the comic books, it's a little little different where they just, like, instead of that character dying, what if the character had lived? Or what if everybody knew that Daredevil was blind? Or if, oh. you know, like, things like that. Yeah. And so I wonder if there's some room for, oh, well, what if there was the universe where Daredevil and, you know, Black Widow had actually intersected? And, yeah, and how would have that gone? Um, but, it, you know, I, it's, it's interesting to kind of see how that shaped her as a, as a character. And again, how she carries on in modern books with reference to him. Um, and is it as strong as Clint? I don't know. Actually, I think, hmm. I think her bond with Clint is very, it's almost untouchable. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. Yeah. And I mean, right down MCU version, you know, like she's wearing that necklace of the arrow Yeah. in like three movies. Yeah. And it's like, that's how much Clint has, you know, impacted her as a character. And so speaking of Clint, I have a pop quiz for you. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We're bringing these pop quizzes back. Uh, All right. You well, ready? Lay it on me. Okay. Take it back. Clint Barton. I, I, I believe he mentioned it or she mentioned it. But do you remember how Black Widow joined S.H.I.E.L.D. in the MCU? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I've been stumped. No. No way. Come I on. I swear. Wait. But... Because I knew you were going to react that way, I did have it as a multi. Um, oh, multi! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
Multiple choice, baby. Multiple choice. So, okay. Is it A, she broke into Shield HQ, but Hawkeye caught her? Okay. Is it B, Fury knew of her potential and offered her a job? Is it C, Hawkeye was sent on a mission to kill her, but decided to bring her in? Or was it D, she was recruited by Agent Coulson and Maria Hill? C. I think it's C. You think it's C. I Hawkeye it's was C. sent on a mission to kill her, but decided to bring her in. Is that your final answer? He's bracing himself, literally. He has his hands on his I head. I feel like I remember hearing that, like, like in one of the movies. He's laying like back a, on the couch. It was just like one of those. It was just like one of he's those stressing. lines. It was kind of just like he's like that. Like we're both Professor Xing right now, like with our hands on our temples. C. C is correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I believe he, I think she mentioned it. What movie was it, though? I can't remember which film it is. And I remember her saying, Barton was sent to kill me. Yes. And instead he brought me in. Yes. That's what I remember. Where's your Natasha voice? Uh, <laughs> I can't do a Natasha. You can't do that. Come know. on, don't let down the audience. I can't do it. <laughs> if we do, I can do a Yelena one. so great. Uh. Give us your best Yelena. Do which, it. Which, do which it. line? You gotta give me the line. You gotta do a, a non-spoiler line. Okay, here we go. Jeffrey is Yelena. <laughs> That, that that thing you do the the the, thing, the, the, the hair going hair. the hair going back and like the like you're like it's it's like it's it's a pose like it's a pose you're you're a poser you're like you're a poser you're a total poser total poser oh disgusting disgusting um yeah so you got that right Sick. but I can't yeah, cause I do I remember too. it's I don't know how I remember that line but I do remember saying yeah. seeing that like she says like it. Barnum was sent in or yeah. I was remember now when I was sent into instead I brought you in or something like that i want to say it was avengers it was avengers it or ultron be. it was it one, has of to be one of those yeah that all said that brings us to the infamous winter widow oh god i <laughs> forgot we're still on love interest <laughs> it's so is, deep which is like in My itself gosh. is is yeah a gigantic wound. i know you told yeah you told me we've never we would never you have told time. me like how, yeah. how how deep it is it's but for so the listeners nuts. yeah and so for for those of you for the small percentage of people who may not know this in the books bucky barnes and natasha romanoff are huge ordeal huge ordeal um and so it's it's interesting to me as a fan like because you know i'm i i didn't follow them nearly as closely as I probably could have or have how as closely as other people have Mm -hmm. like that is people's life's blood you know like that's what they love about this character is the relationship she has with the winter soldier and everything that comes in like from every which way in the books hoping to see that on screen and so you know they've they've given us they've thrown us some bones again some homages where they they interact but it's not quite it's not quite as dense as it is in the books at all because you know um believe it or not bucky barnes when he was in russia he was of he was a russian soldier after Uh everything that happened you know the story he was actually an uh he was an instructor in the red room oh my gosh so if you imagine that scene during winter soldier where he's training with the 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 new enhanced ones the five that come out yeah Imagine that scene, but Bucky is like holding a gun and it's a bunch of black widows. That's that's a wild. So I feel like that's almost an homage to the books because that's that's kind of what, what it was. He, like what he it was, was an yeah. instructor. And so um you know, uh they they started to have a fling 
and it was undercover. It was always everything between yeah. them has always been Has kind to of be secretive. super. Yeah. yeah, especially when they're part of the you know Russian KGB of all things. And so, unfortunately, when when the superiors found out about this, they tore them apart almost immediately because they were like, no, 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 you are not allowed to do this. And then that's when they arranged the marriage with Alexei to get the distraction oh, away. Yeah, they wow. wanted the extra, the distraction away from her. Um, and so then that, they, that's when they put Bucky into the cryo. They're like, nope. hi. <laughs> wow, that's so messed it's up. So it's messed so dark. Up. Oh my it's gosh. It's so dark. It's so dark. And, um, and you know, he botched a job. And, and there, you know, it's just like another reason to complain that, oh, you, you, there's, you don't have those kinds of things as, as super spies and super soldiers. And, you know, you're not entitled to these basic human needs um, and means of affection and connect, connections, you know? And so they deprived them of these very human things because, you know, to them, they were just like, you know, human weapons, more or less. And so they sent Buck into cryostasis, and then, like, Natasha was devastated beyond belief. And then now in this arranged no, marriage, an arrange, yeah. and then, you know, but uh, like all good things, they eventually come back together at some point, you know, and and they rekindle the, the love and... Um, so it, it goes deep. It goes really wow. deep, and it goes to the point where it's in the more modern era that when he was Cap, when Bucky was Cap, that's when okay. they officially kind of get back together, and um, and then then she died. <laughs> Rip. And so she's come back, and now he's constantly like he's always constantly been there for her. Yeah. Um, you know, in his own spy ways and disappearing and coming in when she least expects it. You mm -hmm. know, and. And so the most modern iteration is this new storyline and, you know, and, and it's he and Clint are both kind of like, you know, like, what do we do? What do we do to help her yeah. find her way again? And so he's, he's been in a couple of issues, but again, it's still ongoing. So it's like, that's, crazy. that's where they are now. And so, um, so yeah. And, and then versus MCU where there's no romantic link at all. At they all. barely interacted. Yeah. They I barely think. interacted. Yeah. They, and, they barely interacted. Spoiler alert! You know, you kind of hope for these romantic flashbacks or something in Falcon and Winter Soldier or Black Widow, and it never happens. <laughs> Sometimes it you just gotta, you gotta, gotta let things it. go. Like, yeah. But you know, to, to you know, in in defense of other romantic relationships, for instance, Star Lord and Gamora were not a thing at any point of really? the Guardians books until after the. The MCU did it. Really? And they're just barely getting into that. Just barely I getting mean, into it. I mean... Because Gamora's like, nah, 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 nah. I don't do that. Yeah. I'm a warrior. The comics influence the movies. The <laughs> yeah. movies influence the him. comics. Especially with him. Oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're so totally different they're people. different people. And so they've they've kind of inverted that with, with Winter Widow. Um, and so, yeah, you know, and like we mentioned earlier, you know, during Winter Soldier and yeah, during Captain America Winter Soldier, it's, you know, they, they have their own brief history of him shooting her. <laughs> but aside that, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's all they got. They all they had was that interaction. And I mean, they didn't I don't remember seeing them. They've never been on screen together. They've never been on screen, together, except for that part where she's got her thighs around his head. And, that's right. Yeah. And in, in the Winter Soldier, him. that's yeah. about it. But like that's they've it. never had like a like a genuine, legit a genuine, conversation. Never. Yes. Which is crazy. To yeah. Me. No. And that's if I were to choose anything that was like my biggest loss in the MCU as you far would want, as you would want to have canon. Yeah. 
I wanted to Winter Soul, Winter Widow. So yeah. bad. That would have been interesting because <laughs> those are two those are two char- those are two actors we both love playing that character. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, and again, they have such a they both have these equally dense histories yeah. that if you put them together, it would be like the ultimate spy show <laughs> or something. You know, yeah, you know, that like would be crazy. incredible, but again, can't get what we want. Yeah. So that said, we have a question from Patreon patron Andrew. Oof. Um and it's not, it's not crazy. He just asks, does anything resonate with you? Are there any qualities in Natasha that you see in yourself? He's talking about me or he's talking I about don't, I, don't <laughs> I, am, I am curious of your... Yes. Your, your, Confession? Your, yes. I am a trained assassin. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell me. <laughs> I am the worst spy in the world. Um, yeah. I think I can relate to Nat more um, mm-hmm. towards like the... Like her end of the tenure of like Infinity War and yeah. uh, but more so Endgame and that one scene she has with, um, with with Cap when they're when she's like she's she's giving a brief with all everybody everyone's still snapped away yeah um oh yeah and she's talking with Cap in the HQ and mm-hmm. like like that's her family like mm. the Avengers are her family now so like that of her like she always wants to take care of like she wants mm. to make sure everyone's good like mm. like forget what I like how I feel like yeah you guys are what yeah. keeps me going yeah so that's kind of like Aww. I kind of like that's I think cute. I take after that because yeah. like I wouldn't be anything without like all my friends and family around me oh I guess that's so cute that's a great answer <laughs> <laughs> he's retching <laughs> um no that's a great answer and I think I think I would I yeah that said I would agree to that for sure other than the fact that in my brain I, I think my brain thinks I'm a trained assassin. <laughs> I think I we all could, think that. Right? I yeah, wish I could be covert, a covert badass who knows how to hack and knows how to kick ass. And You want to play a game? <laughs> it's a movie. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah no. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I do have an affinity, you know, aside the family thing, which is very adorable, and, you know, the friends aspect is gigantic for me as well. But aside that, if we're talking, like, technicalities, mm. I do have a crazy affinity for knives, like Oof. insane. Like I love knives and I mean, they're, anybody they're very really interesting. Me. Yeah. And, and so like, she's kind of, she's got a little knife play, but not too much, but I mean like that's, that's it for me. But <laughs> there was, I will say, I have a quick antidote. There is this thing a couple of years ago it was called the Avengers experience. Did you see this? And it was kind of like a touring exhibition of sorts. Where at? Everywhere. It was a nationwide thing. Oh yeah. It was maybe five years ago. I want to say five years ago. Okay. And it was, called the Avengers experience and so what you would do and it's pretty cool because I still have all my like tchotchkes and so when you when you check in yeah they take your photo and they put it on a shield badge so I have a shield badge oh, with my awesome. name I think I my remember picture this. and it even has the little like shield emblem yeah. metal thing so you have a so you have a thing to flip open and be like I'm a shield agent and so once you go into the experience it's more or less an exhibition it had like artwork and all that stuff too but they actually had experiences that you could partake in okay so they had like a like, climbing like, wall that, like vr experiences or no, is, like, is like tangible, okay. like wow avenger like experiences okay. so they had an area where you could be iron man with the vr and the propulsor yes. blasters and all that stuff um and then the climbing wall and you can kind of be like spider-man and you can box things like cap and and um they didn't, they had the red room, the red room Oof. experiment. And I was like, I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, I went, you know, it was interesting because it was this big black box, maybe as big as this That's floor. crazy. It was a big black box and 
people would disappear into it every 15 minutes. And you're like, what the hell are they doing in there? And then they had a, they had a surveillance screen on the outside watching the corner, in watching and you could watch the people inside and what they were doing is it like do you want to even guess is it, is it like a group of people that go in no, there no, or no. Is it one person one person one person that's one person. so nerve-wracking and so and scary i would <laughs> was, probably cry yeah and so on the outside of the, the 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 box they had this control panel and you could choose your level of difficulty, difficulty? Oh and i was like oh what is God. in this room and so i let my friend go first she did it on easy she was like whatever but when I went in, because I was watching what was going on, and I was like, okay, I'm going to put it on hardest. So I put on hardest, because my again, in my brain, I'm yes, a trained assassin. I can do whatever spy. Black Widow I can do whatever does. she does. <laughs> and so, right down to the pulse. Sure. And so, <laughs> on the screen, you could see it's basically a black room. But it's got laser, red lasers everywhere. Yes, okay. And I, so you I'm getting have a visual to, picture of this. Yeah, yes. And you have to mission impossible your way out of the room and around the room. Okay. So it's a pitch black room. Pitch black room. Lasers, red lasers. Lasers show up. And they they change in sequence. Yeah. So you and have so to memorize the sequence and then get around that. Type get of around thing? it and then you have to tag each. Yeah. Key okay. point. This sounds like every video game I've ever Freaking failed in my cool. life. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, I got to redo this. Yeah. Ah. It, was so, it was so cool. So yeah, you had to like leap, not leap, but you had to like skip and yeah. tumble, if you will. And I was oh my doing God, all that. You're going in. And people going can see on. you. Yes. And people can like, are watching you do yes. this. Oh my God. I was <laughs> so like embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing it. And so I did it. I would like, you know, you'd crawl on the floor to get under one light and then you'd have to like, yeah. Hug the wall and then yeah. tumble. And it was so cool. And that was my favorite aspect of that experience. Aside the shield card. Yeah. That was un, it, like hands down my favorite <sighs> part of the experience. Fun, it was fun. And you know, it was like a hot five minutes or 15 minutes, but it was it was so cool Pretty to like have that little yeah. experience, right? Yeah, it's kind of sad that it's gone now. Um and that they're not doing that anymore. But yeah, so let's to answer that question, maybe a little bit of that. Um and so now we're gonna go into the aesthetic and the tech. Of Black Widow. Oh yes. So there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here, but we do have a question from Instagram from Katie, who asks, "Which wig is your favorite or least favorite?" And here, maybe you know this because I didn't look it up. Maybe I should have looked it up. Is she wearing a wig in every movie, or did she actually dye her hair once or twice? It's a great question. Because I know she's been redheaded before. Like she, Scarlett, yes. Scarlett Johansson's had red I hair. I think Iron Man 2 was definitely a wig. It was definitely a wig. But ironically, one of my favorite ones. Because it was so close to the actual comic book color before they uh, straight yeah, up go it was red. Like, it was like a deep red. It was auburn. Yeah, yeah it was auburn. Yeah. And I like, you know, it looks a little silly because it's so curly and cute. But <laughs> I think, and then you think about like her Infinity War blonde, short blonde. Yeah. I don't know if that was a wig. Right. I feel like I she think that did was her that. hair because she wasn't she wasn't really doing any other films in between well, other than like yeah. the other than that marriage story movie that I was aware of. And even then, like sh she would always like, comb her hair back. Yeah. So it was incredibly possible that that was her real hair in that one. And yeah. so I tend to feel like that she had her real hair in Civil War and Infinity War. Okay. And that's it. And the rest are all wigs. Yeah, because my favorite is. I think it's Endgame when it was like it was half blonde and half red. It was like oh, bleeding. Yeah. Oh, you I, like that? One. I like that. I do. Really? I like that whole ombre yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. I think that's like my favorite. And but I love that, that they, was a wig for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I love how they kind of tied that in between three films too. Yeah, like they tied it in like, between oh, both born, Avengers and yeah. Black Widow. Um, for me, I don't. I don't know. I think Civil War. 
And so my my friend um, my friend Chuck Torrance, he does the cute little emojis, hundred hundred percent soft, on Instagram. Nice. He did he did the, like all of Widow's hair styles animation. Holy crap! And I was like, oh, you know, and they're like chibi form, but I was like, oh, that's really cute yeah. because you do see like the difference of how her even her hair has matured over yeah. all of the films. And I don't know, I I do like I like <laughs> I like Civil War for sure is number one for me. Mm-hmm. And I like Iron Man 2. Yeah, Iron Man 2 is definitely... Yeah. But I Avengers think. is cute. Age of Ultron is cute. I like the short. Um, it's very widowy, like I Sorry. said. like in the, It's very 90s widowy. Yeah, yeah. Short hair. I mean, yeah. Um, I think that was their version of that. I should have taken a screenshot on Disney Plus where they have where they changed all the, the, oh, co- the uh, cover. Oh, Steven actually sent me a picture of that. So oh, I do have it. Yeah. yeah. Was it only for Friday? Or is it? I think it was just like for the... For the either for, it was either on like Friday or oh. it was for the weekend. Yeah. But yeah, so all... All, all the yeah, all the covers of the movies that she's in, it's all of Widow's outfits. That's so cool. Which is which is like, oh wow, it's kind of great to see her, awesome. her progression through all those movies. And it's great um, marketing. Yeah. Oh wow, maybe <laughs> I should watch the, yeah. the Black Widow movie. Honestly, right? Um, so yeah, that's that's my answer. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I would have liked to have seen her with the Iron Man esque hair, but maybe not as. Long? Synthetic. Synthetic. Uh, like yeah, a little yeah. more natural. It was like, it was long, it was big, it was like curly. curly yeah, it looked it, like, it, it, of yeah. course it was. But it was weird because as Natalie Rushman, it looked natural. Yeah. It looked like it was just Scarlett Johansson's hair. Yeah. But as Black Widow, he was like, what? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that's my, that's, that's, that's that. Um, and so running down her, her tech and aesthetic in general. So she's got the gauntlets and the widow's bite. And those are the the things, the wristlet things that she has on her outfit. Yeah. Um, those have matured in the films as well. Like yeah. they were very bulky in Iron Man, and then they kind of yes. they kind of looked very much like the comic book, and then they kind of gravitated to a more subtle look mm-hmm. through to Endgame, where they were straight up, you know, Part Melina of sort of looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, like the widow's bite is that. The, the, the shock thing that comes baton? out. No, no, no. Uh-huh. Widow's bite is the thing oh, that oh, spulls. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And so it's funny because uh, Jessica Drew, who is Spider Woman, has a venom bite yeah. that's like similar. It's kind of similar to that. Um, and I, like, of course. So here are the other like spy things that she has, and I wrote them all because I wanted to start it out with the garrote because <laughs> like the garrote is the craziest thing. Uh-huh. That's the the, the cord. And so okay. you get a lot of cord action. And that's like one of the things I remember most about her first appearance in Iron Man 2 is that she pulls out that thing's like, and all you hear is the cord like yeah. going around the people. The garrot, the grappling hook, knockout gas, taser explosives, tear uh-huh. gas pellets. And believe it or not, in the comic books, she has, she has miniature suction cups that are all over her suit. I'm sure she doesn't have this anymore. Okay. So like you imagine... Like a spider suit, for instance, you know how say. it has those really tiny like fibers and like little details that yeah. you might see. So for Black Widow in the comic books, she had suction cups. Okay. Up until God knows when. Okay. And that allowed her to stick to walls like Spider Man. I was gonna say, so like Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's actual purpose for it. They don't. I don't think they do that anymore. <laughs> that would look but they silly. Were, it was one of those things where they really take it home with the name, and they wanted to kind of. Yeah. And like I said, you know, she's literally wearing the widow, you know, marker on her back and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, like you mentioned, the staves and the batons, which are. Particularly interesting to me because, and you 
I always forget this. I know you played Spider-Man, but did you play? You didn't play Avengers, the game. No, like, right? I've seen video. I've seen playthroughs, but yeah. not like all the way through. But you have you yourself have not played it. I'm not played it now. And so what I thought was interesting about Black Widow the film is that they, to me, I don't know if this was on purpose or it was just pure coincidence, but they play they they paid homage to the Marvel's Avengers Black Widow twice. Oh, okay. Twice. Nice. And so the first one is. Um, they have her listening to Sia because in, in the Marvel Avengers game, um, Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, she's really into, you know, she's a kid. She loves pop music she, and she loves pop culture and Sia is one of her favorite yeah. like musicians. And so like in Black Widow, they feature Natasha listening to that artist and then the batons. And so the interesting thing about that is because I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember them having ever shown the ability of connecting them into a bow staff in the movie in the movies correct i believe they've never done that right? so it's always it's always come from like the back, she stashes it in, in a bag and it's always been two it's always been two, two. Or, or did she do it in infinity war now that i'm there was one movie where she just like she, she she like extended it kind of thing but i don't know if it ever came together though right like she just had it and just boom yeah like that but like two separate like batons but i don't know because i think in ultron she they had that scene or i'm not sure if they cut it or not but it was in the trailers and she did the double and they both came out that way yes is it is that what you're talking about that's what i'm talking about because in infinity war i feel like when she's fighting uh, proxima midnight Mm -hmm. um and the spear but i think that was proxima's spear and it wasn't Nat's baton. Batons, yeah. yes. I would have to rewatch that. <laughs> I know. Oh, our memory. Oh, I know. <laughs> of oh, my things. gosh. But yeah, and so in, in Marvel's Avengers, she has a power where she literally fuses together the batons, twists it, and it becomes, it becomes one, one thing. One big and it staff. has that power emission where you can see like the red pulsing through it. And I was like, oh, shit. that's from the game, which is pretty oh. cool. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I think I, I think that was a nice touch, and they really emphasized on on them in Black Widow. I don't feel like they've gotten that much play in the MCU until yeah. that point, which I love. I absolutely love it. Um, and then of course the pistols. <laughs> pistols are a huge thing for her. She's a How do you huge... feel about the pistols? <laughs> I mean, the tiny tiny pistols. I mean, she's good with it. I mean, one of the things that I'll never leave my brain is in Avengers when they're all fighting the Chitari coming yeah. through the portals and she just pulls out these baby guns and it's just, it's just like boop, 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 it's like yes boop, boop, well boop, as i'm standing boop, boop, boop. next to a demigod and a super soldier <laughs> yeah, exactly i got two pi- nine millimeter yeah. pistols baby two nine millimeters tiny tiny babies um but yeah they're part of her aesthetic i mean she's, an, really she's an assassin yeah. she has to be good with it yeah i mean that, that's one of my favorite scenes that they cut out of mm-hmm. endgame even though which one was oh, when, when she's doing the sh- at the range, yeah, the range, and she just reloads in literally less than half a second. Yeah. I was just like, "Yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> like she's I crazy." Why. I mean, I was, I imagine that was cut for time. Yes, definitely, it was but definitely man, cut for time. Yeah, that stuff was like showing the gun, the like gun her gunplay and everything. Yeah, the gunplay is incredible. Yeah, um, and I would have liked to seen her explore that a little more, like the other widows. But yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we get the baby it is guns. What it is. Baby yeah. guns are the baby guns. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so we have a question from Instagram user Andrew. Poser or not? <laughs> <laughs> if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. 
What poser. a poser. You're a poser. Total poser. You're a total poser. You're a total poser. We're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we're, we're never going to get listeners in Russia. Honestly, if, 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 Yelena, if Yelena says it, I mean, Yelena. you know. <laughs> um, Yelena. Yelena. So I think she is a poser. Total poser? Maybe po- maybe total poser. It's the, it's the He's hair. He's whipping it's his head back. You're, you're whipping it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love her. <laughs> Move over, Lizzie. There's a new new girl in town. Oh my god. Jeffrey's in love with Florence Pugh now. I've already made my Twitter okay. account a Florence Pugh account. So. Standing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then here we go. One of her favorite things almost was. And I blacked it out on my notes so that you couldn't look at it. And it's funny, I just saw <laughs> I just watched a, a Vanity Fair interview with um Emily Blunt. Yeah, I yeah, I saw that and yeah. I was just like interest. I, it was a yeah, it was a Scarlett Johansson mm. Vanity Fair and they were like yeah like it was B, it was a B, oh not Vanity it was BBC sorry oh, okay. it was BBC Radio yeah. One interview. Oh interesting. And and then yeah, I was just saying like yeah like originally like like I I auditioned she was like I auditioned for the job but like uh, I was like she was like top three but she was like ah. Oh, didn't get it because it was going to go to this other person mm. and but they were like but they couldn't make it because of scheduling, scheduling. and mm-hmm. that person was emily blunt yep who it was just and i was just like that's crazy i mean because then she did end up doing that because that's when i think she was doing edge of tomorrow yeah, with yeah. tom cruise with tom cruise yeah. yes and so i was like she would have been so good. She would have been great. Yeah I should, it would have been a totally different look and take not yeah. maybe not different take but like Obviously, because we know we know Scarlett Johansson, but then if you put like Emily Blunt, Emily in that, Blunt instead, in that, yeah, and with the red hair, maybe she would she would have cut the blonde for at some point. But yeah. like, yeah, it would have been totally like. And she was jacked for Edge of Tomorrow. If you haven't seen that, yeah, it was she actually was a very good yeah. movie. And I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying yeah. Emily Blunt would have like um, yeah. done, done a better. horrible job yeah. at it. She, would, I think she would have, she she would have killed it. She would have totally. But it's like, it. yeah. Then you have like ScarJo, and you're like. Dang, wow, that's you see? Yeah. that's a Black Widow yeah, right there. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's interesting, and you know, it's. I mean, it's one of those things where I then think, oh man, what if she came back and she was she was Yelena, like ooh, which would have been <laughs> even been crazier. And, yeah, but then but, we wouldn't have had Flo, and I'm like, oh, but I like Flo. Yeah, she's great, <laughs> and then you wouldn't have the rumors of Emily Blunt, you know, being uh, Sue Storm. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, so. Um, but yeah, okay, so, so Emily did, did Blunt they, is number one. Did they, well, okay. did they by chance mention who the other person was? Because ScarJo said she was top three, but she didn't name the people. No, nah, she just, well, because in the, 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 the video interview, it just showed um, Emily Blunt. That was oh, it. So that's how, all I got from it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start from sort of the bottom. <laughs> and so. Um, These are like publicly like rumored to be. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, so apparently she was not. As far as I understand, she was not up for the role, nor did she um, like want to audition wanted, for it. Yeah, so she wasn't. She didn't audition for the role, and I don't think they wanted her for it. Interesting. But she wanted it. Got it. And it was Eliza Dushku from Buffy fame. Do you know Eliza okay. Dushku? I don't either see the face, but okay. Yeah. Uh, what else was she in? Oh man, I can't even name. But she she was very prominent in Buffy at the time. Okay. Um, very early aughts. Uh. And then, or maybe even 90s, 90s aughts. Oh my gosh. Um, and then the actual people who auditioned for this role. Okay. You're going to like lose your mind. Yes. <laughs> the first one was Gemma 
Adderton. Oh yeah, I thought you say Gemma Chan. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been great too. Oh, hilarious. Um, but Gemma Adderton, I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing her last name, but she's from 007 Quantum of Solace. And so again, oh, okay. interesting that the, it's, it's attract, attracting a type that is very Russian and very spy-like. Yeah. Um, very cliche. Might but, as well start somewhere, yeah. right? But Have if a... you see this girl, uh huh. yeah, I could see it. Okay. And I believe, like, I don't know which film or if she's a, a natural redhead, but she had red hair. And, and when I looked in it, I was like, oh my, I get it. Okay. Um, so she auditioned. The rest of this list, you're going to be like, what? Okay, let's hear it. Jessica Alba. No. Who later became Sue Storm yeah, for the no, Fantastic Four, Foxverse. I don't think she could. Uh, Natalie Portman. Wow. Who later became... Lady Thor and Jane Foster. Jane Foster and Thor. <laughs> or just Thor and Jane Foster. Jessica Biel. Okay. Who later became Abigail Whistler in Blade. That's right. And Angelina Jolie... Who later became Thea yeah? This is in literally Eternals. this is literally all the people at that time. This yeah. is two thousand and ten, yep. not two thousand nine, ten. Yep, those are all the big like female, the big female leads, female leads. Mm-hmm. That yeah, yeah, of course. That's the list. And so beyond that, Emily Blunt was again in top three. She was their number one choice. Yeah, that's who they wanted. Yep, and she ended up passing after passing on Agent Carter. So she was also for Peggy Carter. Wow. She so imagine on. her. Wow. Because what came first? Captain America first Avenger, no? Or no, Iron Man came first and then Captain America. So yes, she, yes, but Captain yes, America yes. came before Iron Man 2. Yeah. So she she screen tested for Peggy, Peggy Carter, Carter first. And then, and then it didn't work out. And they were like, hey, why don't you come audition back for, this for, role. For, for the Black Widow? And she was like, well, I can't do it now. Because I'm doing this Tom Cruise film. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Emily yeah. Blunt. Because yeah. what was she doing at the time? Because with Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. when did the Devil Wears Prada come out? Oh, maybe it was Devil Wears, yeah, maybe it was that, maybe 2012, I want to say, 14? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt! But, you know, I will say she is, after I, I, mean, I, I kind of wanted her for Nat to begin with, like in okay. general. Yeah. Um, But... Uh, she was my number one for Captain Marvel. Yes, I think I think maybe you told me that, or maybe that was maybe. Like a rumor. Yeah, oh, I, I can see that. Devil Wears Prada was two thousand six. That's an old movie now. Oh, never Holy mind. Crap. Yeah, <laughs> so never mind. I don't know what she was doing then. Hmm, um, let's but see. All right, okay. Let's yeah, I can see, see um, her doing Captain Marvel. Hey, I mean. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow in 2014. Then she jumped from that to Mary Poppins Returns in 2018. That's all she was doing. Oh, Quiet Place in 2018 I mean, yeah. as well. Was she, was she, oh, Sicario. Okay, see, this is out of order. Let me see. Okay, yeah. So she Sicario. went from... Oh, yeah, she was busy. Holy smokes. So, I was going to say, oh, she's a... <laughs> the Adjustment Bureau in 2011 with Matt Damon. I remember that. And then Into the Woods in 2014. <gasps> I remember that movie. Right, Sicario 2015. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Edge of Tomorrow 2014, Sicario 2015, The Girl on the Train 2016, Snow White the Huntsman. So she was already in a movie with Chris Hemsworth. Yes. In 2016 as well. And then... Oh, yeah, she is yeah, a, she was She busy. is an A-list actor. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we all know why. She is marvelous. She's great. Um, but yeah, Hopefully she, she... Sue Storm. I would love to see her Sue Storm. I mean, that's the rumor. I mean, mm. all these actors now are, you know... Make, I know. Making the jump at some point. And they're not doing, like, we... There's an article that came out with Kevin Feige. They're not doing these 
multi-picture mm-hmm. deals anymore so it's it's that's yeah. great you don't have to like lock you in have to, yeah you don't have to yeah. lock into a contract yeah. like hey we we're thinking of you for this role yeah would you want to possibly mm-hmm. do it with this writer and director and if they if it's enticing enough cool maybe they do it yeah exactly if not i trust like i said mm-hmm. i trust sarah finn <laughs> exactly. um she'll 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 always get the job done and choose the right people true that so we have a question from patreon patron laura who asks, how do you think the MCU would be different had they made the Black Widow movie when they should have in phase one? Do you think Endgame would have ended the same way? Oof. Oof. <laughs> and, you know, I was talking to somebody about this earlier because he was saying how, you know, he didn't quite enjoy it. But in largely in part that he felt it should have been it should have happened a long time ago i agree and and, I, and my response was well you know hollywood is hollywood, hollywood is what it is sexist <laughs> you know and yeah. it wasn't it just wasn't the time and you know the not to get too deep into that whole craziness when avengers and when she got casted was happening but joss whedon also so you know, it, I, I almost feel like it never would have happened back then, unfortunately. And it, but I definitely agree, it should have. It should have. It should it have should happened. Have been well, there. it does take place after Civil War, <clears throat> right? Yes. This film forget. does. Yeah. This film does. Right before Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Like I think it would have been. I don't think the story would have changed. I think Nat will have always been planned mm-hmm. to to die and sacrifice herself. Interesting. Um. But having this extra layer of her character, mm-hmm. I think it would have made her death more emotional. Mm. Like I think I think it would have. Hit, oh, if it came before. If it came before Endgame, right? Like, or if it was supposed to be dropped into where it was after Civil War, right. before Infinity War, right? And you know all this backstory of her. Mm-hmm. You you have all this like this baggage mm-hmm. that you she unpacks, you know, and she she wipes all that red off her ledger. Yeah. And then fast forward to Endgame, and then you're like. Oh, f- damn. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I think it would have hit more. And, and I think the, I, I think uh, her death does still hit. I mm-hmm. think it does get overlooked. Yeah. Her death, obviously, because, you know, because mm-hmm. Iron Man does die too in that. And, that yeah. and obviously that got more flowers. And both of them get more flowers than Gamora, who is completely overlooked. I'm like, she <laughs> didn't even want to die. Yeah. And she died yeah those Vormir deaths are <laughs> tough, <Vormir> tough. <laughs> that was tough yeah, man and, yeah no i agree um and it's interesting coming from the perspective of a fan who's avidly watched them all in order and and you know because i feel like you kind of get the allowance of okay i know where this goes in the timeline yeah whereas fans who are far more casual far more lax may not even have watched every single movie mm-hmm. they're like wait what when does this take place? Yeah, and so that's the unfortunate side of that. Or they go, "Isn't she dead?" Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, "Well, yeah," but this takes and, place in between, and and also, mm-hmm. if it did come, if if this movie did was placed in where it's supposed to be, yeah, that end credit scene wouldn't make any sense, right? No, exactly. Spoiler earlier, but yeah, yeah. that post credit yeah, scene will not yeah. make any sense yeah. at all. It would have been very different, but they have also, I believe, they changed it. I don't know what the original was, and and how much the character featured in that end credit scene 
um, would have been in the film because I believe that they that were... Was supposed to be the fir- that was supposed to be the first, the first appearance of appearance, that character. Yes. Correct. And so it changed because of, you know, everything else because of, gosh, COVID. Yeah. Um, really impacted the MCU even. Jeez. Um, but uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been interesting to see it in sequential order. But it's... I do think it's interesting that it's the one... It's one of the things that the DCEU and the MCU have in common is that they're kind of jumping, like, the timeline a bit. Sure, yeah. Because, like... Uh, for instance, Wonder Woman 84. Like, it takes place in 1984. We don't understand why, but it does. And it's out of sequence in that you know where she is now, but you have they're, they're presenting the storyline from before that is somehow supposed to interact. I don't know if Wonder Woman does. I don't think it does. We'll see if they get it, if they do another movie. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. The way oh, WB man. is looking, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, but but it, thankfully, I think it works for the MCU and it works for Black Widow. And, and, and it yeah, did, and yeah. And it's like a closure of a story for totally, Widow, you know? Because, you know, when you get the payoffs that you do, when you do realize, oh, I know when this is taking place now and I know when that happens and, yeah. and you're fitting it into the bigger picture MCU. I can make sense. Like, you get it. Totally, yeah, it's, it's totally paying off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess I, I, I think I agree too. I guess Endgame would have ended the same way because, um, I mean, especially if they had that same storyline, if that same storyline still occurred, even though it occurred in phase one or f- earlier in phase two yeah. or in phase three, whatever, um, I think the end game result would have still been the same. It, it might've been more impactful or less impactful in some manner, but yeah, I think that was always yeah. going to be Natasha's fate in the MCU at least. Yeah. Um, do I still want Winter Widow? Yes. <laughs> like I would have multiverse. A <laughs> I know. I'm like, ooh. They have literally maybe? teased nothing about multiverse, and it's like, first of all, it's great. They're keeping this thing yep. under wraps, so it's amazing. Yep. But when they do unleash it, I'm, mm-hmm. okay, well, yeah, it's with the Loki's and all that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like when they do unleash it in the movies. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Crazy. Can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see familiar characters in different I can't ways. wait to see Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the movie. He's <laughs> winking. Wink. Uh-huh. And Emma Stone and right? Kristen oh Dunst god. and Alfred, Alfred Molina and Willem uh-huh. Dafoe. And, oh my god, but, right? I'm not James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, so yeah, so that brings me to Cool Item. And oh I feel yes. like... I, so I've already posted this on my personal account. But um, I... You know, with with my um, with certain Marvel connections, you get invited to cool places and cool things. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got you got, you got a whole like I got a whole thing. thing. And so, um, you know, we got well. I unfortunately couldn't get Jeffrey in. I tried. It is but, what um, it is. <laughs> I was able to uh, attend the Black Widow premiere, the fan event here in in LA, uh, a week ahead of the film release, and. So it was a cool thing. They, they, uh, it let looked you, cool. It I, looks, I saw the stories, yeah. not only from yours, from like the Marvel from Studios people, too. Yeah, they'd let you walk the red carpet. Um, they didn't cool. have anybody from the, the cast on site, but they had the creative team. And so we got to see Kevin Feige and, uh, what a guy. What's the director's name? Kate, um, Kate Heron? Kate, Kate, yeah, I believe she was there. I'm not sure. The actually. director? Yeah, I think she was there. And then, uh, Sick. Victoria Alonso. No, oh, maybe Pro- she wasn't there. Producer? Producer, yeah, and then two other of the producers were there too. Maybe Kate wasn't there. Um, but you know, when we go into the movie, when we checked in, 
They oh, gave sick. us this uh, lanyard, which is, you know, for tour people like yours truly. You love collecting lanyards and your passes. And so it's a guest pass. It shows all the cool stuff. Oh, it's sick. Um, and then, you know, my movie ticket, which is also custom, you know, Black Widow premiere event, blah, blah, blah. Wow. This was at the El Capitan, too. And then, um, you know, and they always give you swag, and which is nice because you get promo stuff. And so they handed us these Black Widow tote bags um and i'll be sure to put my unpacking video on um our podcast account um but they also are giving out these little black widow cupcakes in cup in like little sealed cups and they came oh, black sick. and red and white and red of course and so you could take whatever one you wanted and then, so this little bag came with two items in particular um which are Is a that? pair of sublimated <laughs> black widow socks, socks? okay <laughs> um rock'emsocks.com um, and then some buttons. Oh, I haven't even sick. opened them yet. Maybe Hell I yeah. Them. Is one Elena? Yelena? Yelena? Is it Yel- Yel- Yelena? Yelena. Yelena? It's, well, you have to say it with the Russian accent, so it's Yelena. Yelena? Yel- Yel- but it's not Elena. It's, Yelena? It's not Yelena. And Yelena. they all say it different in the movie. All of them do. Okay. Every single one of them. I'm going to stick with Yelena. I believe it is Yelena. Yelena. Belova. Um, oh yeah, and she's here. Aw. And so these buttons have the widow symbol, Tasky, oh, yeah. Nat, and Yelena. Yelena. Lena. Lena. Yelena. Yeah. So that's cool. It's a pulser. Yeah. And so that's that's the as cool item. As soon as item. that clip becomes available in <laughs> HD, yeah. Well, we're I mean, posting I'm that. sure it's somewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna on, wait a week till they officially like post it on yeah. there. Yeah. Because you know, spoilers everywhere. For people who haven't purchased or rented it yet, because it's on Disney Plus too, mm-hmm. I'm seeing clips, more high def clips, like more prominently. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Wow!" So this is how it feels. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's that's the episode. Um, oh my gosh! And again, I didn't, I didn't even touch on so many storylines. She's dense. She's hundred percent. Oh my gosh! But, and like it, you can tell, there's so much to her, even in the movies, absolutely. even with the with the with the amount of screen time she has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can tell there's more to her. We didn't touch on the Avengers like at all in the comics. Like there's so much there. There's so much with her as an independent person and solo yeah. agent with her and Yelena, for instance. Like I didn't even touch on any of that stuff. Yeah. But you know, um, very quickly, like her relationship with Yelena in the in the books is very different. They yeah. are not sisters in any capacity. If you wanted to compare them to anything, they're more like. I mean, undercover lovers, if you want, <laughs> but um, they just have this constant rivalry of widow versus widow, spy versus spy. Yeah. To the point that one of the major things, and, and maybe we'll get into this if we do a Yelena episode, is that uh, in the books, like um, she, Yelena is abducted by, I believe, Fury and Natasha and Shield in general, Oof. and they literally face swap them, like face off. They switch their faces. Yeah. Like they cut, like they they, cut oh, her face off. Much less cool way to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> and so, like, they become one another, even literally, in a way, because, you know, Yelena's whole thing is that she wants to be the prime Black Widow. She yeah. wants to be, she is the prime Black Widow. And they, her namesake is even Black Widow in, in the books. I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's all 
Yeah. Widow is just like a, a name. It's like, just a name. Yeah. And yeah. you know that more than ever with the Red Room, they're all Black yeah, Widows. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. So yeah. they can all like. They could all be Black Widow. There's Black Widows all over the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so Yelena is very, she's, I mean, and I didn't want to go too deep into her because she deserves her own yeah. story. And She definitely and, and does. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I knew you would agree, Jeffrey. Yes, I, ma'am. I didn't even have to didn't even have to twist your arm there I'm just gonna huh? just I'm gonna get a shirt printed with her face I'm gonna get you one buddy I'm gonna get yes. you one yes. <laughs> um oh and so you know I mean speaking of character study we don't have a set episode for number eight we don't have a set character all right so so you know since we got a little wiggle room because you know again we're trying to kind of go with with mcu releases we've got a couple of open slots and so we're bringing back the raffle of of listener um you're gonna you're gonna vote you're gonna ultimately vote on who we're gonna pick and and so jeffrey here is gonna pick four random characters Four. okay cool Four random characters from my Marvel Bowl, once again. Um, the the characters that were not chosen from round one are also in here again. Mm-hmm. So that includes uh, Daredevil and Hawkeye, because we did Captain America and we did Scarlet Witch already. Yes. So they're back in the bat, but we've got a few surprises um, that I'm not going to say see. unless he picks them. So we'll I see. Know. So um, All right, here we go. Here we go. Option number one. First one is... Jessica Jones. Hey! <laughs> yes! That's option number okay. one. Option one. We, oh, gosh. Oh, man. All right. Wow. That's a good one already. Woo! All right. Numero dos. Option number two. T'Challa. Oh! Okay. Oh, man. This is going to be tough. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is going to be so tough. These are, very, these are characters that, like... Oh, he's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Here we go. So similar to the comics. He's so similar All to the All right. Comics. Number three is... Reed. <laughs> yeah. wow. So we were talking about Fantastic Four okay. very briefly, and then that Reed right. Richards is okay. in the bat. Oh my gosh! Oh, there's so many choices. You're gonna have to watch Fox first, though. But that's okay. You get your there's only your like boo. there's only like two. there's only two there's only like two movies. Well, unless you want to watch the 1970s one too. Oh, <laughs> or 1980s. I gotta find that. Yeah. All right, here we go. All last, right, last one, last, last option. option. Okay. Your guy, hot guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. So you heard it here first. Okay. The four options for episode eight are going to be Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic himself, who has not been introduced into the MCU, but he has existed in previous iterations. One and only Jessica Jones, Defender, also known as Jewel. We can talk about that later if we want to. Okay. Um, Number three, option three, is T'Challa. King uh, of Wakanda, yes. Black Panther, and option number four is yours, Julie's favorite street level hero, Hawkeye, aka Hawkeye, aka Clint Barton. All right. So it's up to you. Um, we're gonna put the links up everywhere, and everyone has to vote, and you will decide the fate of episode eight. Episode eight, by the way. Crazy. Episode eight. Crazy. Crazy. Exciting. Crazy banana pants. So. That's that. Is that it? That's it. Is that all we have on, I, on yeah. Natasha? And you know, Natasha. I hope, I hope, <laughs> Natasha, Natasha Alinovna, Nat- wait, no, Natalia. Her name, her real name is Natalia Romanova. Ah. Yes. I'll and never. so it's like a, like almost like a westernization. Yeah, of, basically. Yeah. And so they just, so Natalia Alinovna Natasha Romanova. I love it. I love uh, it. She's great. So that's Black oh. Widow. Go see it. Awesome. Yeah. 
Thank you guys for, for listening. listening once again on this wonderful episode of Natasha, aka the Black Widow. Once again, if you have if you if you have not yet, follow us on all our socials. S T R K C N T R S T, which also that exists as a dot com now. So That's you can right. ac- you can access all of our links and stuff yes. there. So follow follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Let us know who you want to hear. Leave a leave a comment uh, on our post. And if you love what you hear, if you like what you hear, or you want to support the show, please become a Patreon patron uh, via the link in the episode notes or in any of our social media bios. Yeah. Thank That's you guys it. so much. And we'll see you in the next one. See you later. Bye. Thank you for your cooperation. No. Please, no. It's okay. Please.